you know, I don't know how quite to communicate to you today in one sense that some of you will love like exuberant hype and some of you want more gentle conversation. But I want to say whichever way you receive it, I want you to receive this right now. Let's go up another level. We can all break another level. This is your time to receive another level. How can I say it to you? Do you, do you want me to jump around and roll over and, and get all excited? We can do that. You know, or I can sit down next to you and put my arm around you and whisper in your ear. But whatever way you get it, Today, I really want you to hear in the spirit, we can go up to another level together. We can. We can do it. Let me read you a little bit of scripture and, and turn, turn in your Bibles and stay in 2 Corinthians chapter 8 with me. And we're going to read verse 13, and then I'm going to teach you a little bit from verse uh, 3 through 5. But for, let's just start off at verse 13. 2 Corinthians chapter 8. It says this, 2 Corinthians chapter 8, and it's uh, verse 13. That's where we're going to start. In a few minutes, I'm going to take you back to verse 3. 2 Corinthians chapter 8. Our desire is not that others might be relieved while you are hard-pressed. It's not our desire that we bless Frank and Joan and then you are struggling. That's, that's not our desire. But there might be equality. At the present time, your plenty will supply what they need, so that in turn, their plenty may supply what you need. The goal is equality. Now, this is how God proves his, his view of equality. He uses a scripture from the Old Testament about how they collected manna. We're at verse 15 in 2 Corinthians 8. As it is written... The one who gathered much did not have too much, and the one who gathered little did not have too little. And that was a lesson from the manna, story of collecting manna. In other words, God's going to provide you exactly everything for the level that you need to be at. He's gonna, if you need much, he's going to give you much. If you need little, you're going to get the little that you need, but you're not going to be left out. No one is going to be left out of God's provision. Can I hear an amen from the church? Um, I'm in a summary preaching mood today, and I just feel like the Lord's given me liberty. So just follow through with me, because I'm going to teach you a phrase to get today. It's going to be a theme for the next few weeks. Let's do something great. <laughs> Let's do something great together. Why don't we all decide, hey, we're going to do something great. I know that your life may be difficult at the moment, but you can do something great. Let's do something great. Amen? You know, at certain moments in history, there are level breakers. When things seemed impossible, happened at that moment. Uh, on this day in 1954, just flick the slide on, if you will, for me, guys. On this very day in 1954, May the 6th, in 1954, Roger Bannister broke the four-minute mile. 
Nobody thought that a human could run a mile in four minutes. And he broke it with, with a few seconds to spare, one and a half seconds to spare. And when you see the footage, it, it looks like he's almost about ready to collapse. Now, the four-minute mile is kind of standard today at junior level. You can't even get close to the Olympic team if you run a four-minute mile. It's now the norm. That's your first standard. And yet it was thought at one time to be impossible. In 1968, Jim Hines, for the first time, ran under 10 seconds for for, for uh, the 100 meters. And there was huge debate at that time of whether or not we were actually evolving as a species to uh, go that fast. There was massive debate. And now you run 10 seconds, you know, that, that's kind of just a standard. You see, when somebody breaks a level, it becomes the norm. Hello? Catch what I'm saying today. If you break a level, it will become the norm for you and someone else. Trevor Francis, from this very city, from Birmingham, was playing for Birmingham, and he became the first million-pound footballer on the transfer market and went over to Brian Clough over in Nottingham Forest. And that happened in 1979. Two years after we were married, darling. Anyway, in 1979, on February the 9th, he transferred for a million pounds. It caused shock and consternation around the nation saying, can football warrant this amount of money? There would be people turning in their graves now if they saw the amount of money in football now. You break a level and it becomes the norm that was previously thought impossible. I'm wondering what levels you have in your life that you think that's impossible. But if you did it, if you push through with it, I wonder if it would become to the norm. Have you ever tried to bake something and it just doesn't go right? Uh, have you ever tried to make something that you just can't get and then all of a sudden it all comes together? And then there's those times when you can't get something right, you just can't get it right, and isn't it great when you find someone who can and they come and fix it for you? And you think, I didn't know that could even work. and You can't do it, but they can. And that things are changed. You see, the same type of level breaking happens in our personal lives and it happens in a church. There are levels that we break individually and there are levels that we break together that we never thought we could do and then it's the norm. Did you know that when I first came here, people said to me, you'll never have two services at BCC, they'll never do it. Now it's the norm. In fact, now... When we cancel the first service, and by the way, on Pentecost Day, we're only having one service on the May the 20th. When we cancel that, people are complaining. Why can't we have our two services back? Because we broke a level. It's become the norm. It may seem a small change to you. Now, oh, that's not really a level. It was a huge level. And that was less than eight years ago. We never thought we could do it. There are times when you break a level that you thought you could never do. And yet when you do it, it becomes the norm. Some of you thought to yourselves, oh, I could never have a child. And now you've got one, you want another one. 
in all areas, we must try something in order to see if we could do it. There are some people going out on the streets at the moment who didn't think they could do it, and they've come back rejoicing. Let me just show the next slide. In our history of our church, this is the crowd waiting to come in to this church. Wouldn't it be great if we had queues outside our church on its opening day, this is the opening day of the church, and, and oh, excuse me, that is a car, the white thing in the front. We don't have cars like that anymore. It's that was Roy's car. Um, and it's a Viva, a Viva Estate, but forget the car. This is the level. You see, these people didn't think they could do it, and here they are lining up outside saying, We did it. It's a level breaker. They jumped down to this site, and they broke a level. Are you willing to break into a new level today? Are you willing to start a journey to say, I didn't think I could do that? You see, we've all got to want to say, let's take this place up. Let's take me up. Let's go to a higher place. There will be individual battles, but let's pull together. Frank and Joan, who Roy uh, mentioned, weren't Roy great for the offering today? That's just a great story. Um, Frank and Joan, they thought that, that they'd been stolen and robbed, but we pulled together. The, the thieves robbed £2,000, and you replaced £2,065.23p, and you gave it back to them because we pulled together. And that wasn't, a, that wasn't out of the offering. That was a special offering. It's taught me to say we should have two or three offerings each week. No, we shouldn't. Scripture teaches us that we can break levels together. Scripture always teaches us that even though we are not the same, together we can break a level. Our desire is not that others are relieved while you're hard-pressed. There needs to be equality. So we all need to decide, hey, I'm, I'm going up. I, I'm going up together. We, 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 we can't have a few pulling their weight. Everybody's got to pull their weight. You've got to put your carrot in, your potato in, and you've got to put your chicken leg in. There'll be different times for helping. There is never a time when we don't, when we don't have to help. You know, the scripture said that we read earlier, at the present time, your plenty will supply their needs so that when you've got a need, their plenty will supply your need. There'll be a time when everybody, somebody needs help all the time. So unless we pull together all the time, we can't give the help that's needed all the time. There's always a need for help. God knows how to perfectly supply all the amounts we need as a church and as you as an individual. Those who gathered much didn't gather too much. And those who gathered little, their little was enough for them. There'll be different times for different things. The even spread of the manna over the ground in the times of the wilderness teaches me that God will supply everybody's need and will not miss anyone out. The whole body of Christ will be cared for. 
In order to go up to these levels, I want you to learn some principles today. Now, get 2 Corinthians 8 out in front of you, if you've got it on your phone or in your Bible, and let's look at some uh, scripture verses together, and let's bring some principles out, how we can take us up to another level of breaking uh, into sacrifice, and let's get that muscle of giving working. Whether you're hard-pressed or not this week, here are some principles for you. Let's read 2 Corinthians 8, and we'll read verses 3 through 6 together. And you follow along in your translation as well. For I testify that they gave as much as they were able, and even beyond their ability. Entirely on their own, they urgently pleaded with us for the privilege of sharing in this service to the Lord's people. And they exceeded our expectations. They gave themselves first. Just, just do this with me. I, I don't want to do this too much. But everybody say first. First to the Lord. First to the Lord. They gave themselves first of all to the Lord. And then by the will of God to us also. So we urged Titus, just as he had earlier made a beginning, to bring also to completion this act of grace on your part. Let me extrapolate some things that you and I, we all need to learn together to go up a level in the grace of giving, but also in our sense of of how we can break through spiritually. First of all, number one, give what you are able They gave as much as they were able. That's the first principle. Every one of us has an ability to give. And we have to lay this foundation through doing what is set down. We have to give the basics. Tithes, love offerings, care for the poor. Tithe, love offering, care for the poor is the foundation. And that's what everyone is able to do. When you don't do even what you are able and work towards that foundation, then you have to break that mindset. We have have to move from the mindset that says, I'm not able to give. We have to move to a mindset that says, I am able to give. And from that beginning, then we start growing from there. Stop dismissing opportunities and begin to think it through and pray it through. Now, actually, I want us to be thoughtful today. For those of you who are saying, well, I don't know whether I'm able to give. I want you to stop. I want you to pray. I want you to reassess. I believe in the Lord that the Lord's given me a message today to take us up a level, but also to stop us and begin to Challenge our mindset that says, well, actually, am I doing what God has enabled me to do? No more at this point. So stop and pray it through and begin to say, am I doing what I'm able to do? Second principle was, it says, and they went even beyond their ability. I want to ask you, Once you've laid that foundation, say, I think I'm able to give, that you actually then go beyond that ability and you you will never know God's miracle provision for you unless you never take a risk believing in God to provide. Tell you a story about me. I was invited to New York over Easter. 
and I wanted to go. In fact, I really want to go to New York. It's just a desire in my heart. I've never been. In fact, I want to preach in New York. I've always wanted to preach in New York, not to live there forever, but just somewhere. And so one of these days, I'm going to go to New York, find some little church, and see if I can preach there or on a street corner. It's just a desire. You've got your weird desires. I've got mine. So I was invited to go to New York with two friends and just thought, yeah, let's go. But then I just kind of felt, oh, it's a bit of a stretch. At the same time, God laid on my heart. I didn't really have the money to go. So I thought, in wisdom, I'm not going to go. But at the same time, God laid on my heart to give a donation to somebody in Bible college. And it was almost as much as what I would have paid to go to New York. I said, well, God, if I can't go, afford to go to New York, how can I afford to do that? But I did the Bible college thing and didn't go to New York. And you know, all my bills were met. Everything was done. And I don't really know how, but until you have a try, at not, not being strange or weird, but just go beyond your ability, you never realize how God can supply. See, what I'm trying to do is change your mindset today. You've got to change your mindset to say, some of you are saying, I can't, I'm not able and actually, you've got, you've got to rechange your mindset and say, God, you are able. Make me able. I can am able. And then when you get to that level, God says, now stretch beyond your ability, and I'll show you what I really can do. Thirdly, your giving must be something that you personally give from your own will. In fact, the Bible says, Paul said, entirely on your own. It, your, your heart has to be moved to a, this is from me. This is about me. This is personal decision. It's not because of an ask. It's not because of a sermon. God's done something in my life where I say, entirely on my own, this is what I'm doing. It has to be your personal leading. David uh, wanted to build a temple in the Old Testament. In 1 Chronicles 29, it's kind of a summary of that. But it says this, David made his giving uh, completely personal. It says, besides all my devotions in the temple of, uh, to my God, I now give my personal treasures of gold and silver to the temple of God. David made it personal. And giving will never be exercised in your life if you don't say, I want to learn this for me, entirely on my own. It's, it's my journey. It can't be a BCC-only journey. It's, it's my journey. In fact, in the Old Testament, remember when they were building the tabernacle? In Exodus 25, it says, Everyone who was willing and whose heart was moved brought their jewelry, etc. All who were willing, men and women, came with, alike with gold and jewelry. And they brought it as an offering to the Lord. And everyone who was willing, skilled women, spun with their hands. And all the women who were willing, and all the men and women who were willing. And the Lord, they brought a free will offering to the Lord. The next level of giving is, you have to make it personal. Sometimes we give out of duty. Sometimes we give out of the basics. Sometimes we give because we know what it is. But then it has to become a personal thing where you say, this is me. This is my walk with you, Lord, and I'm giving into this. You've got to be personal about it. Fourthly, 
You need to, we need to change our mindsets from duty to privilege. What it says in the Scriptures is, if you look in uh, the verses that we read earlier, urgently they pleaded with us for the privilege of sharing into this service. You know, we have to move to a mindset of, hey, we get to do this, not have to do this. We get to, not have to. We need to change our mindsets. I need to change my mindset that when we give into God's kingdom and when we share our talents, share our time, share our commitment, share our finances, we get to do this. We don't have to do this. That This is a kind of privilege. It's a great privilege that we are building something incredible. Hey, everybody, let's do something great. Amen? Let's do something great. We get to be a part of God's kingdom. That's the most enduring thing that's ever going to be built. You know, there are counselors who thought they were a shoe-in this week, and they've lost. And they're sitting there saying, I lost. Nobody's going to vote God out. Nobody's going to vote God out. Nobody's voting God out. You can be a part of the greatest kingdom that is, is to come and will ever be. And it's a privilege. Don't you believe that? It's a privilege, isn't it? Oh, come on, let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. It's a privilege. It's just a privilege to be here. We get to do this. We don't have to do this. And then Paul said to them, And they said, as they exceeded our expectations. Another level of being able to make our giving like manna that provides for everyone is exceed expectations. Are you in a box? Have you allowed people to put you in a box? Have you put yourself in a box where your expectations about giving, about your talent, about your life, about your finances. You're expecting something to happen that isn't God's expectations. There's a man one time, he uh, was running a a convenience store or a little spa shop and people would come in and and a person came in, he was looking around and he hadn't seen him before and he said, oh, are you new to town? And he said, oh, yeah, yeah, I am. He said, I'm just finding my way about, just getting a few supplies, you know, bread, milk and all that stuff, bacon for Saturday, guys. And um, he goes, and the shopkeeper says, oh, let me be the first one to welcome to your, to our town. And he went, oh, thanks. And then he said, uh, what, um, what are the people like in this town? And he said, well, uh, what were they like where you've just come from? And he said, well, they were great. We were so sorry to leave. They were open-hearted, generous, and friendly. He said, oh, you'll pretty much find them to be the same here. And he went, oh, great, and went out the shop. A couple of days later, another fellow comes in, and he's looking around for, you know, the, the supplies. And he said, oh, you, you new to town? And he said, hmm, yeah, yeah, I'm kind of new. And he said, oh, um, uh, let me be the first one to welcome you to our town. And he puts out his hand, and he kind of went, mm, you know, cold fish handshake, you know. And um, he said, uh, what are the people like in this town? And he went, uh, Hey, uh, what were the people like for where you came from? He said, oh, man, we were glad to leave there. They were kind of cold-hearted, never friendly, they were a bit grumpy, never say hello to you. And he said, hey, you know what? They're pretty much, sorry to say, they're pretty much like that here. You will get what you expect. You will get 
in God, you will get what you expect. You've got to exceed expectations. Stop letting other Christians say you'll never do that. You will do that. Now, you need to receive wise counsel. You need to walk along with your leaders. All of that's true. But is there any level breakers in this house who want to exceed expectations? You know, have they just positioned us? Oh, well, that's that little church that meets there. We can drive past on the double, on the double highway. We don't even have to pay them any mind. Let's exceed any expectations. In your giving, why don't you exceed expectations? What box are you in? What are you in? I just believe that that's a level breaker. You'll get what you expect, so I'm going to expect much because I've got a great God. Hey, by the way, let's do something great. Amen? Let's do something great for a great God. They also, I don't know whether we're on fifthly, sixthly, or seventhly, sixthly, whatever, they gave as a devotion to the Lord. The Scripture says that they gave themselves first of all to the Lord. Let me say this publicly. Primarily, you don't give to an organization or to a person. Your giving is a love walk between you and God. Your giving is primarily a devotion to the Lord. Your giving is between you and Him. You first give yourself to the Lord. Your giving and your, the way you share your talents, the way you share your finances, the way you give your time, that's a love walk between you and God. That's how you're expressing your love walk to God. I wonder how, how loving God feels about you. You don't earn his love. You don't earn his love. You express your love. Primarily, it's a love walk between you and him. Your giving is firstly your devotion. I was telling you about David in, when he uh, built the temple in First Chronicles 29. You should read First Chronicles 29. It's a brilliant chapter. He said, but who am I and who are my people that we should be able to give as generously as this? Everything comes from you, Lord. That's what he said. And we have given you only what comes from your hand. And then David brought the whole assembly together and said, praise the Lord. So they praised the Lord. That God and the fathers bowed down, prostrating themselves before the Lord. It was a, it was a worship time. Their giving was. And they gave and they ate and they sang and they drank with great joy in the presence of the Lord. Your giving and what you share, whether it's money, talent, time, devotion, is a devotion to the Lord first. And then there's a principle in the scripture. You give yourself first to the Lord and then the Bible says, and then by the will of God, they gave themselves to us also. You give yourself to the Lord, and you give yourself to a ministry, to something focused, to something def definite. Your giving needs a channel. It needs something to progress. It needs something that you say, in, by my giving, I'm progressing that. You give yourself to the Lord, and then to something on earth. That's the principle. Jesus didn't stay up in heaven. He came to earth. You see, when you give yourself to the Lord first, and then you focus and say, and then I give myself to that, or to those people, or to that ministry, or to this church, that focuses your giving. 
Earlier on in the passage, if you've still got your eyes there, in verse 4 it says, you had the privilege of sharing this service to the Lord's people. That giving is firstly a devotion to the Lord, and then it's expressed out to flesh and blood and, and places where you can say, and that's what I give into. So it's right that with your ministry and with your giving that you build a ministry and that you give into it. Don't be one of these people that says, oh, I just give to the Lord. I just give to the Lord. And it goes nowhere. Anchor, partner, build with us. Don't be one of those hit and miss people that leave things undone. Follow through. Paul says in this passage, so I urge Titus that he, as just as he had earlier, that he made a beginning to bring this act, bring also to completion this act of grace giving. This means we have to stick at something for a season. So I want to close today by saying to you, let's do something great. Let's do it together. Let's build a level. Let's, let's do something great in your life. Let's, why don't you break through to some freedom that you've never broken before? It's going to take some time from you. You might need to start coming to Bible study. You might need to commit to a small group. You might need to commit some time to a ministry. And I want to say to you, today our food bank ministry is going to be in the foyer and we're bringing our food bank home so that we can reach out to those clients. We need new food bank volunteers. It would be fantastic if you said, you know what, I've never done that before. I don't even know if I can do it, but I'm going to give some time. And so today, our food bank minister is going to be in the foyer, and I wonder if you could sign up for that. You might just say, well, I don't really know what I'm doing, but why don't you have a go and break a level? When we decide to go up, up a level, we will do something great together. When David was building the temple, and, and he did his part, then he invited everybody else and said this, now anybody who's willing, can they consecrate themselves to the Lord today? You may never, ever have done children's work ever before. And you think, I couldn't do that. I don't want to do that. But what if I told you that we are 64 workers short for September? I wonder if there's a level where you could say, you know what? I'm going to take this whole ministry up a level. Just do it for a year. Our children's ministry will be downstairs. They're going to sign up today. You know, we could do something great here if we do it together. In our giving, I want to say to you that in the next few years, I have it in my heart, don't fall off your seat because it's not a big thing to God. I want to raise over two million extra pounds. Let's give the Lord a clap offering. You see... Somebody said to me, and I won't mention her name even though I'm looking over there. Somebody said to me, Pastor Mark, the money's already in the banks. It's already there. It just needs to get out of the banks and into the church. And I'm like, I, that spoke to me. That was a, it was a throwaway comment. And I thought, you know what, Mark? You need to go on up a level in your expectation of what can happen. 
Because I believe we can plant churches all over this city, and I believe we can refashion this space so that it becomes a premier venue before the Commonwealth Games happens. Do you know what? I just believe that God's put it in my heart to do something great. I want to do something great with my life, but it's not about my life. It's about our lives together. And God wants to do great things for you. Now, it may be a small step for you. It may be a big step for you. But whatever step you've got before you, you may be hurting today. And all this talk of doing great, you may say, I've crawled out of bed and I'm here and that's the best I could do. Well done. Well done. And now, let's build you to the next level. Let's take the next little step. Because we're not going to miss anybody out or leave you behind. Would you stand with me? First, we gave ourselves to the Lord. Can I lead you in this commitment? Would you raise your hand with me? First, we gave ourselves to the Lord. Can you just say, I'm yours first, Lord? I'm yours first, Lord. And just as the worship team are just kind of preparing us to receive, Come on, everybody, just raise your hand with me and just say, yeah, I'm yours first, Lord, first. Your giving is between you and the Lord. Let me say it slowly so that I'm not just trying to slip it in. I believe, I expect God to provide for you and for your church. Will you expect with me? Can you hear an amen? Will you expect with me? Let's do this together. So the first level might be, you know what? I'm going to invest a little bit of time in food bank. I haven't got much money, but I'm going to invest a bit of time. Your first thing might be, well, to go up another level, I, I need to sort out what I'm able to give. I'm going to sort my tithing out. And then I'm going to go beyond my expectations. I'm going to take a little faith walk, like Pastor Mark did. He, he had his trip to New York, and then he gave it up, and God laid something else in the, on his mind. And it was sensible not to go to New York. It was faith-driven to help the people in Bible college. Uh, didn't have that money, really. But God provided anyway, and that's how God's going to do it. Not by us doing silly things, but by doing faith things that God inspires. So just raise your hand with me and say, God, I give you my time. I know you're busy. We're all busy. We're all tired. But we have to give that back to God and say, God, I give you my time again. I'm going to take a fresh look at it. I'm going to take a fresh Come on, uh, without any embarrassment, and if you're here for the first time, we're not asking you for money. But for our regular people in the house, just raise your hand with me and say, I give you my money. I give you my money. (laughs) 
I didn't hear that. Come on, everybody. I give you my money. <laughs> You're all great on time. The money's in the banks. It's already there. God's provision for you is already there. It's already there. Now, but break through to a faith mindset. It's already there. And one more time, will you say to me, God, I give you my commitment. To you, first to the Lord. And then to this house. We're going to sing a song. And as we sing this song, if you feel that you're at a level and you just want to break through to another level or you've got some other need, it might not even be what I've preached about today and you would like to receive prayer, as soon as Kevin leads us, and isn't it great to have Kevin on board today? Come on, let's welcome him again. As soon as Kevin and the team lead us and and worship team, I want to say thank you for wrapping around the new worship leader. Well done. It's so great. As soon as we start singing, if you've never maybe come to the front for prayer or you never come to the front for prayer and you say, I want to break a level, our prayer team, prayer team, if you'd leave your seats at the same time and we're going to want, we just want to pray with you. Will you lead us, Kevin and George?